Welcome to season three of the Cafe Nervosa podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Taryn. We're two ladies who have a deep and abiding appreciation for the 1990s NBC sitcom Frasier. In this podcast, we're going through the show season by season, and we're talking about specific topics as we go. You can find all season three episodes in the feed right now. Along the way, we'll share some of our favorite moments, great jokes, guest stars we love, character moments that last, and other Frasier-related fun. In this episode, we're talking about Roz Doyle, and for season three, that means appreciating Roz's relationships with other women and cementing her status as a career-focused icon. So, order yourself a double bourbon on the rocks and have the bartender spill a little in the glass and grab a seat behind the sound mixing board in your producer's booth as we talk about season three of Frasier. Before we get into the topic, here is a refresher on Season 3 of Frasier. In Season 3, KACL gets a new station manager named Kate Costas, who Frasier has a fling with. Niles and Maris separate, Martin sends an original song to Frank Sinatra, and Daphne dates a man named Joe. Roz continues to be our hero by wearing killer pantsuits and by idolizing her new female boss. And finally, Frasier's hair is no longer in a skullet. Ah, oh, such a relief. It's so much better. <laughs> Taryn, we're here. The Roz episode. A highlight for me, absolutely. Absolutely. Start us off. What do you, What would you like to tell me about Roz Doyle? I would like to talk about the episode Fraser Loves Roz. Mm. It's our one Roz-centered episode. So it's a great one? <laughs> is it? <laughs> it isn't the greatest. Okay, not the greatest, okay? Um, the Roz ones never seem to be, mm. and probably because they are written from a room full of men, yeah. like that's the point of view it's coming from. Uh, but I do appreciate the exploration of Roz's ability to have a deep and meaningful relationship with a man. Sure. Here is a clip from that episode uh, between Frasier and Roz. No, maybe the idea of you and me isn't so crazy. You are the kind of man I should be with. Smart, gentle. Ow, I said gentle. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Roz. Uh, you know, it's it just that there are so I many- I know, I know. Workplace romance has always failed. Exactly my point. And I'm on the rebound. Mm -hmm, I gotta give mm -hmm. myself time to heal. Yes, yes, lots of time. On the other hand, you are the one who always says the best relationships start with friendship. Well, I do say that. Yes, it's true, but... Well, we are friends, aren't we? We're very good friends. Right now, we are both free. Well, in my case, it's painfully free. <laughs> 
We have touched on this exchange in other episodes of our podcast, but for all the jokes at Roz's expense about how she is unable to have a real relationship and she's promiscuous, here she demonstrates just how deeply she cares about the people in her life, and in particular her long-term friendship with Fraser. Yeah, certainly the relationship between Roz and Fraser is like one of the very nicest things on the show in terms of showing a non-romantic relationship and having them be there as support for each other as they navigate rom- romantic relationships. And I like also in this particular clip how thoughtful Roz is about relationships, which kind of undermines the whole thing that she can't have one. She fully knows what she's looking for, what is good, and all of that kind of thing. But it's it, it gets showcased in such a nice way in this interaction. For sure. And like, being a woman in the 90s, maybe she looked around at what heterosexual coupledom looked like and was like this is not for me yeah could relate Roz. you know (laughs) lauren's always looking at 90s coupledom and saying it's not for her absolutely (laughs) as always her reputation as a sexually promiscuous woman somehow colors her whole identity at least from the point of view of the men in her life and and so also the audience Uh, but we get to see her as a much more rounded character in this episode and i am very much here for that just always give us more of the internal world of Roz. absolutely any time that we get to see that is time well spent totally so lauren i feel like you might have a, a, a thought or two about our dear Roz doyle you know what i do have a few thoughts thank you for giving me the the mic here you're very welcome Roz doesn't get the most screen time or that many plots that are dedicated to her story. As you say, Taryn, the that's the one episode where we get to talk about Roz. But when we do get to see her as this full human person, uh, it's great. Uh, it's rarer than it should be, but it's great. So the thing that I wanted to talk about is Roz's relationship with Kate Costas, who's the new station manager in season three. Um, let's start with a clip of Roz from the first episode of the season, She's the Boss. All right, all right, listen up, everyone. I've been working the office great fine. I got the scoop on the new boss. Is she going to fire me? Hey, first things first. Is she bangable? Forget it, bulldog. She'd have you for breakfast. Right, like I ever stick around that long. Anyway, the word is that she's like the psycho perfectionist. Everyone at her last station was scared to death of her. She's kind of becoming my idol. So there are two things in that clip that I want to talk about. The first is that Roz has the inside scoop on the new boss. She has information about the office and the future of her and her colleagues that the three men in the scene don't have and need. That's because we know Roz's career is important to her. Relationships are important to her, as you said, Taryn. And so she's working to find out what's happening and what it means for her and her career. Wonderful. Great job, Roz. It's amazing. There's a quick spoiler alert here for some information about the very end of the series. Yes, it came out 10 years ago, but if you are just watching it now, I'm about to talk about something that happens in the very last episode of the show. If you haven't seen that yet and don't want to know, just skip ahead a little bit. The second thing about that clip is actually huge. So Roz says here in the third season of the show that the station manager is becoming her idol. And if you've watched to the end of the show, you'll know that Roz becomes station manager of KACL in the very last episode. It's this small line of dialogue, but knowing where Roz ends up gives it, like, all this meaning for her character. 
I think Kate represents this possibility for Roz, the possibility that she could become the station manager. And it's fair to think that seeing a woman in that role helps Roz imagine herself in that same position. The show doesn't give the two women that much of a relationship on the screen, but we can make one up. I would love to. It's just a great example of the power of representation. If you see someone like you doing something you want to do, suddenly you think it's possible because it is possible to you. It's nice to see that representation matters within the world of the show and for Roz. And representation of a like hard woman, the information that Roz has is that she is sort of a ball buster and Roz is like, great, you can do that and <laughs> succeed. I will continue to do that. Absolutely. I did want to show again just how much Roz's career means to her. So the next clip is also from that episode, She's the Boss, and it's where Roz and Fraser have been banished to the night slot. They've both fallen asleep while a caller was talking, and then this happens. What? I'm listening. <laughs> so what do you think I should do? Well, you know... Sometimes these things seem clearer in the light of day. Um, my advice is to sleep on it. Is that some kind of a joke? To, to make fun of the insomnia? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, and now for a word from, um, uh, uh, someone. Uh, I forget, I think they sell paint. You hear that whooshing sound? It's my career going down the toilet. God, Ross, I don't think I've helped a single person tonight. Helped? You'll be lucky if you don't get sued. You told a longshoreman to come out of the closet and a gay guy to spend more time on the docks. Well, you're the one who's supposed to keep track of who's on what line. Okay, let me make it easy for you. Freaks! Freaks on line one, freaks on line two, freaks! Everywhere else! Ross, Ross. So what I love there, again, is that Ross is... Like, she cares about her career. It matters to her that they're screwing up. And also, she is not taking any crap from Fraser. Yeah. Who's taking it out on her when this is his fault. Absolutely. Lauren, quick quiz. Do you know who that caller was? Oh, boy. I don't. I feel like I should. You absolutely should. We talked about callers on another episode. Mm -hmm. You can find that in the cast episode of Cafe Nervosa. Remind me of the options. It's not Laura Dern, we know. Yes, correct. Who else was in there? A certain general that you may A know? A certain general. Oh, General Leia Organa, a.k.a. Carrie Fisher. Absolutely it is. Oh, love to hear it. Yeah. God bless Carrie Fisher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's great. Something else I wanted to talk about, about Roz as a whole human person, is the relationship between Daphne and Roz. Mm-hmm. Again, in the episode Fraser Loves Roz, Roz goes to Daphne to ask for advice about her relationship, like her current relationship that Fraser seems to be jealous about. And I just love any time these two get screen time together. They're so natural and friendly and supportive. It makes you think that maybe they actually do hang out outside of the times we see them. Yeah, and outside of their relationships to Fraser. Yeah. Uh, they just have this really supportive and kind female friendship that I wish the show explored more. Obviously, it's not going to, <laughs> but we get these glimpses like this clip. Oh, hey, Daphne. Hello, Roz. How are you? 
Okay. Can I ask you something? Does Fraser seem weird to you? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I didn't finish my question yet. Yes, well, when you know the answer, it's hard not to hit the buzzer. <laughs> well, this is strange. I mean, for the first time in years, I'm in a really solid relationship, and instead of being happy for me, Fraser seems upset. Hmm. Well, that is odd. Unless. Unless what? Well, Dr. Crean is jealous of Ben because he wants you for himself. Huh? <laughs> oh, no. Yes. No. No. Fraser? Yes. What, you really think so? Daphne, no. No way. No, he doesn't. Fraser is the one who told me to find myself a new boyfriend. Someone who was settled, someone more nurturing, someone with substance over flash. They could put that on Dr. Crean's tombstone. <laughs> You can hear that they're just really comfortable and natural with each other and they know that they can go to each other with these types of things and the other one will have their best interests at heart. It's a real shame that we don't get more of it, but I love seeing it when it's there. For sure, yeah. It feels totally comfortable, very like two friends hanging out. Mm -hmm. Now, before we get to my next point, I want to remind you... That I used my earlier time to talk about Roz's career, her relationship with a female mentor, and the power of representation. You heard that? Yes? <laughs> we heard it. We that, took notes. That's on the record. Mm -hmm. I said that. That's great. Because the next thing I want to talk about is the evolution of Roz's style in season three. So first of all, her hair is much better than it was in seasons one and two. Yeah, she lost the volume. She totally lost the volume and the, like, square shape that it took yeah. framing her face, which, mm -hmm. like, there's a time and place for square head. Sure. <laughs> I think it was, I guess, 93, 94. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, her hair is just more normal and nice. Mm -hmm. It's and coming into the new millennium. Exactly. It's got an eye towards 99. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking for a flat iron. <laughs> oh, flat ironing. <laughs> What a mistake. <laughs> Everything's a mistake, though. So her hair is awesome. She's rocking it. And second, oh, the pantsuits. The pantsuits of season three. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. are so beautiful. We'll post pictures of both the hair transition and the pantsuits that I love on the episode recap at our website, which is cafenervosapodcast.com. Roz is just everything, and I love to see it. Thank goodness for this transition. Mm -hmm. It's just wonderful. Looks aren't everything, but it she looks great. Why give her a square head? Like, <laughs> exactly. She also gets to flaunt what a smoke show she is. Mm -hmm. When they're moved to the night slot, she shows up after a date, and she is absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She's in like a crushed velvet mini dress. I'm living for it. Wonderful stuff. She looks so good. And it's nice to see a bit of her personal style shine through in the season. It's nice to see her in these two different modes, like her super professional awesome pantsuits and then also Roz on the town. Absolutely. <laughs> Our next segment is Nonsense Corner. Lauren, bum us out. Yes. So my nonsense for Roz is that the show assumes that Roz, and by Roz I mean all women in the world because she is our every woman, it assumes that she wants to be married. This really comes through in the episode Frasier Loves Roz. We know Roz 
She doesn't want to be married at this point in her life, at this point in her career. She's not interested in it. And it's annoying that the show puts that perspective on her. Like, oh, I can't wait to be married. That's not Roz, obviously. So that's some nonsense. It totally is. To expand on that, my nonsense is the lazy characterization of a woman that is Roz. She, as we've seen, she's a really interesting driven, competent, self-assured person who, for the sake of small plot lines, gets turned into a weeping pile of tears, a lusty idiot, a giggling teenager, and so on. It's frustrating episode after episode and season after season to return to the same dry well. For sure. And it's the problem of only having a few female characters as well that... You can have a lusty idiot character. Love him. <laughs> Taryn is on record as loving <laughs> a tart. <laughs> but if if that is the only woman you have, or you keep putting that identity on a woman that we know is more things, it's not good. It's not good. It absolutely feels lazy, like mm-hmm. you say. It's that time where we recommend an episode for you from the third season. Taryn, what is your pick? I am going with the focus group. Mm-hmm. Roz has a small role in this, but I live for her flirting <laughs> with the focus group leader and how she keeps showing off her throaty laugh. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. I love it. Yeah. Uh, there's something wonderful about watching her listen to people praise her. I don't know. I agree. She takes it so well. Like she, she's not like, oh, that's not me. She's like, oh yeah, that is me. And I'm going to show you my throaty laugh now. <laughs> exactly. It's a confident acceptance of praise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what's your pick? I wanted to pick Look Before You Leap because it's a wonderful episode it's of a- television. Roz is amazing in it. We've talked about it a lot, though. Yes. So for the sake of picking something else, I will go with She's the Boss. Um, I just love that Roz is so invested in her career. It's a lovely episode about that. It really showcases what a driven career person she is, Mm -hmm. but also doesn't take it too seriously. For sure. It's a lovely balance. Thanks for listening to Cafe Nervosa. Taryn writes recaps for each of our podcast episodes, so if you want to see some excellent Fraser GIFs, check that out at CafeNervosaPodcast.com. We'd like to thank Colette Jonas for composing our awesome theme music. We would love it if you would help us spread the word about our show by telling the Niles to your Fraser or the Daphne to your Martin about Cafe Nervosa. We like to end every episode with clips of our favorite jokes from this season based on our theme. Taryn, you are up first. All you need to know here is that Roz is the gossip in all of us. Okay, Fabio. (laughs) I want two things. One, you will never make another crack about my sex life. I don't care if I start dating a lumber camp. Done. Two, who's dirty girl? I can't tell you that. Oh, come on, Frasier. I swear I won't tell a soul. Yes? Not yet. I'll call you back. Oh, Roz is great. Yep. 
All you need to know for my clip is that this is the quintessential Ros Doyle. Oh, it's your voice, Dr. Crane. You must have the most sensuous voice on Earth. Oh, I don't know, Eileen. <laughs> I've never seen your picture. Would you mind describing yourself? Well, I don't really think that's appropriate. I'll do it. Uh, Ross, I don't think... He's about 6'1", with a granite jaw, the broad shoulders of a Marine. He's been wearing his hair short lately, but that only accentuates his cobalt blue eyes, his chiseled cheekbones, and his full provocative lips. Thanks, Ross. And thank you, Dr. Crane. I'll be thinking of you tonight. With any luck, twice. Well, this is Dr. Fraser Crane, feeling a little red in his chiseled cheeks. <laughs> Till tomorrow, then, this is KACL 780 AM. Oh, Ross, it was... Quite a flattering description. Well, just out of curiosity, is it just helping that lady with her fantasy, or do you really see me that way? You really don't know, do you? <laughs> Fraser, I am so attracted to you. I always have been. Your looks, your voice. You don't know how many times I've wanted to strip naked and hurl myself at that glass partition like I'm a bug on a windshield. Are you through? Well, ask a stupid question. Oh. 